When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Congo River is the deepest river in the world, with measured depths in excess of 750 feet and the second longest river in Africa after the Nile. It is also the second largest river in the world by discharge, moving 41,000 cubic meters of water every second into the Atlantic Ocean. So imagine a power of acclaimed ancient beast to be nicknamed the God Beast, the Mukele Umbembe, one who stops the flow of rivers. Today on Sexy Beasts, it's the Mukele Umbembe. I'll try not to do the accent after this. Girl, you got that sexy beast. You're just so sexy. Are you a Loch Ness monster? Or are you Bigfoot, cryptid, supernatural vampires, banshees, Tony and Jago? Oops, there's a Wendigo. Hey, 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 come on after me. Who the fuck said you could laugh at me, smack with me? With a Bigfoot dick you could slap with me? Blasphemy. You could dare come at me with a Bigfoot dick and a Loch Ness Monster pussy? Baby, sexy beast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Sexy Beasts, your foray into the weird and sexy world of cryptids, monsters, and all things mysterious. I'm also going to start adding to this intro, welcome to the menagerie of the unexplained. Ooh, that's, like? that's a fresh one. I like, I like that. that. It's yeah, a fresh yeah. take. Each podcast will be devoted to a specific creature. We're going to discuss its history, merits, and using our FEC FEC analysis, we're going to rate and review the beast against our other cryptids in our premier crypt. So we end up with a total leaderboard uh, and then maybe even a game of top trumps out of it. So be sure to listen all the way to the end because we're going to be closing out the show with our freak encounters where we read your submitted encounters with a mysterious being. Most of the time, it's a ghost, but sometimes it hasn't. Uh, one time it was a Birdman. Birdman. Um, um, then it was a Banshee. Could have been a Banshee yeah. or a terrified woman, as this elflet <laughs> told she was sprinting at Followed her home. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, let me introduce myself. I am uh, what some people know as the mover of bowels after a couple of spice bags. Uh, uh, Tony Cantwell and uh, hi, Jago. Ah, so that's it. So last uh, last episode, you called me damp little wetzer. Um, so trying to explain what that meant to my mother was a bit. Oh, uh, I'm sorry about no, that. No, don't worry about it. Like uh, I said, it was just like it was raining that night, and <laughs> that was what happened. Um, I think it was you know I was going for a kind of he's a he's a he's a moist guy. Uh, he makes the girls ha- hard, and. Um, <clears throat> okay, so today on Sexy Beast, we're going to be talking about the Mokele Mbembe. Obviously, that is a con- Oh, so- let me start again. Sure. Bonjour, mon oh. petit rouge crab. Je suis uh, Marc. Je m'appelle Marc. There you <laughs> as are. I say, I obviously, took French as a, a second language in uh, secondary school. Mm-hmm. Um, Smashing it. From the Congo, we're talking about the Mokele Mbembe. Obviously, that is not French. That is actually from a language, the Lingala language, mm. which is a Batu language from that area over there. Okay. What I found very interesting about this is normally we normally we can 
normally we can pinpoint almost to the city where our cryptids come from. But given, I mean, mostly this is Cameroon and Congo, but because mm. of the scope of this uh, jungle, mm. it covers multiple countries. And the fact that the Congo, Congo River is so long, you know, so we're, we're jumping all over the place here in, in, in Africa. Yeah, it's literally like... Uh, it's like where in the world's Carmen San Diego jumping from le- uh, left to right and all over the place. Okay, exactly. Uh, that was a reference probably that ninety percent of people didn't get. <laughs> I'm picturing I'm, I'm picturing a, 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 a sauropod with a, a, a red mac and a little hat, a little hat, and lovely, stunning hair. Stunning, she's, she's, a little wig. A little wig. <laughs> she's she's an absolute uh, ride. Anyway, uh, so Jago, we have a very interesting one to hear. Mm. This is this is so. so I, I really like this one because there's as- aspects of different cryptids that we've looked at, you know, corporeal ones like the Banshee, uh, or is that incorporeal? Incorporeal. That's incorporeal, yeah. so something a bit mystic from another realm. Uh, we've looked at stuff that could be weird evolved versions of other things. There's some things could be radioactive. There's some things that could be ghosts. But this essentially is uh, an ancient beast, uh, essentially, yeah. you know, a, a potentially a dinosaur. The beast that time forgot. Oh. Do you like that? Littlefoot. Littlefoot, yeah, exactly, land before time. Yeah, That's, yeah, exactly. So it's a, as you said, a sauropod. So if you've watched Jurassic Park, you know when he says, welcome to Jurassic Park, and all yeah. these creatures, like the Brachiosaurus or, or Diplodocus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or the Diplodocus, as some people pronounce it. Wrong. Idiots. Idiots. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, as you said earlier, the one who stops the flow of rivers. Mm-hmm. This was the name that the, the local tribes people came from this. It's the African version of... Uh, Loch Ness. Loch Ness, yeah, mm. yeah. Like this is what if you if you go to some parts in Africa, obviously Congo, mm-hmm. they'll talk about this creature, and it's almost as well known as Loch Ness would be in the in the Western world, and a way better name. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like uh, relegated to whatever. <laughs> like the one who stops the river. That sounds like yeah. Oh, big boy, big boy. Because a lot of time it's stuff like you know, um, you know. The pig lady of Threadneedle Street. You know, it's always like... If that doesn't exist, can we make it up? Like, <laughs> can we do like a... a, a <laughs> oh, I wouldn't walk down to Threadneedle Street. The pig lady's on a, on a march. On, on her hoofs. <laughs> on her hoofs. Um, no, I think that's the thing. Yeah. Um, okay, well, look, I'm... I'm, I'm I mean, I'm, maybe, maybe the fact that it's a sunny day, maybe it's the fact that I snuck in a beer. But I'm really excited. No. I'm really excited about this one. Jago, can you tell us a bit, a little bit about Mukele Yumbembe? Okay, what we're doing, we're doing the, we're at the party again. We're at the okay. party, right? Okay. Will I get some party music? I'll, I'll play some Congolese party music. Yeah, play some, uh, I'm at a party in the Congo. And I, uh, I welcome to, <laughs> okay. I welcome to my friend and I'm like, hey man, uh, you enjoying tonight? And he's like, yeah, I'm having a great night. And I said, well, let me tell you about uh, Mokala and Bembe. And obviously he's a native uh, Congolese person. So he's like, I've already heard about this. He's like, no, no, no. Let me explain to you. So I just said the one who shapes the river, it's supposed to be a sauropod. So mm-hmm. it's a large body, but the size of an elephant, mm. super long neck. It's, there's also reports of it having a super long, powerful tail. Ooh. And there's a mixed reports about this, but some state that it has a very long, sharp horn that it uses to gouge enemies. Now, oh. it's mostly a herbivore. Okay. So. Okay, he's because he's now decided to turn down the music because he's so interested he's so, to hear he more. He turned the music down. Yeah. He's looking me straight in the eye. He goes, "But will they eat people?" I'm like, "No, it's a herbivore, man. Don't worry about it. But Oof. just." Don't encroach in their territory. That's going to hurt its fighting ability. Not to get ahead of myself, but... Oh, I tell you, you've, you've already jumped the gun. 
But anyway, go ahead, please. Um, yeah, so a lot of stories, he's very docile until provoked. But mm-hmm. if something's the size of an elephant, you provoke it. You're you're f- you're, you're flipped. You're fucked. <laughs> Unless maybe one of the um, one of the Trump boys goes over there with a fucking elephant rifle. Oh, political. Let's well, yeah. Look, got us. Yeah. yeah well, um, the thing is, though, this like as you said before, this is very tangible. Mm. It's very, uh, it's a tangible animal. Like, I mean, we, a, we essentially have the bones of a version of, of it. Of a version of it, yeah. Like we've had, uh, if you go to the Natural History Museum, or mm-hmm. like that, you might see some of the creature. Like the, obviously not an Irish from the dead zoo because it's pretty crappy. But like uh, in England, if you go to see the Natural History Museum. Well, here, because because I because I'm engaged to someone who works at the museum, I know for a fact that they actually have a lot of these things, but we actually just, unfortunately, don't she, really have. Uh, she doesn't work at that museum. She doesn't work at that museum. No. Um, she but, works in <laughs> No, she works in all the well. All is, the museum. Here we are peeling peeling a bit behind the curtain here. But no, she works for the whole museum, the whole museum group. But they, but they have a massive back. Uh, they have a massive amount in storage. They oh, have really? actual dinosaur fossils. In fact, Why? the Natural History Museum in um, the actual Natural History Museum in London, the mold that they have of that T Rex is a is a mold taken from the bones that we actually oh, wow. have. So why don't they have it where on gonna, display? Where are, they, where are they going to put it? It's very in the expensive. garden. Put it in the in the garden. Yeah, put a little umbrella above it. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Sorry, I've got to see that. Um, but yeah, also that's why I'm so into cryptids because uh, I have someone on the inside. Someone on the inside who knows the real deal. But no. yeah, but I'm, it, this is a bit uh, encroaching into evidence territory. Sure. But there's so many spottings of this. Mm. Like this could be up there with the banshees of whereas like the most amount of people talking about this. Yep. Um, there's over 56 recorded expeditions to find this creature alone. Jesus, is that why you're carrying a book the size of the Book of Kells right now? <laughs> with all these written down? No, it's actually my diary. I'm just writing about what you're saying about me. He <laughs> said I was a dampy little wetsuit less. <laughs> Hasn't said anything good about me this time, though. You're an icon. Oh, thank you. Um, but yeah... As you said, if you've seen Land Before Time, mm-hmm. you've probably seen this. If you've seen Jurassic Park, you've probably mm-hmm. seen a creature a, a bit like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a remnant. It's a vestige of a past we had. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this one. I don't know. It just uh, I got it got into a good vibe uh, researching it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Right. Well, look. Shall we? Shall we just jump in? Yeah, we sort of have a, a bit of a. <laughs> Good, good vibe to it. <laughs> so good vibe. Let's, let's just jump in. Let's jump into fighting. All right. Okay, fighting. Well, no, just to explain what we do. We do our FEC fighting evidence and cool factor analysis to break down the beast into little bite-sized pieces. And we're going to kick it off with a bit of fighting. Uh, fighting. Ooh, love that. All right. Um. Yeah. I mean, I mean, essentially, what we're looking at here. Giant, big brontosaurus, brachiosaur, hmm. uh, sauropod. Um, now, territorial by this, by some accounts. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, there. So uh, one one story that I read was um, that in uh, 1959 there was a Reverend Eugene Thomas who was a guy who was a missionary, and he said that he had seen uh, pygmies build a large high fence around their home to protect the village. Yeah. Is what you're going to talk about? I was, yeah. From a long-necked beast that was attacking them uh, and eating their fish. One actually broke into it uh, and 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 killed, uh, or, and the pygmies were able to kill it, and then they actually cooked the meat, and apparently they all died. They all died of food poisoning, yeah. They all food poisoning. I was saying that's a secondary characteristic. You can't eat it, otherwise you die. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, in terms of a defense capability, that's pretty strong, yeah. but also could break down massive spiked fence. 
you know, has a big long horn on it, you know? I mean, I think push come to shove. Yeah, you know, it's a big fucking dinosaur to yeah. take you out. No, listen, like, uh, let's take a modern equivalent. Let's say a rhino. Mm-hmm. Like, a group of men could not... Well, they obviously could if they had uh, guns. But if a group of hunters could not kill a rhino, uh, unless they had, like, there loads of them. Yeah. Obviously, if it's charging through this, so we're saying, like, a, uh, a rhino would be able to destroy, uh, fight a lot of people. Sure. Definitely so, a lot of cryptids in our crypto base. Yeah, definitely. So, like, uh, Chupacabra, last mm-hmm. one, right? It would definitely be destroyed by just a rhino on its own. A rhino on its own. And then we're talking about rhinos a lot, but, like, thinking of the equivalent now. I think of the equivalent, but the rhino has a really long neck. Yeah. yeah. And so, a horn. And, yeah, that's the point I was saying. Cause Sorry. Yeah. But he has a really long neck, <laughs> and he's, like, swinging around. It's cutting them down. Also has, similarly, um, some say scaly, some say smooth, mm. um, but definitely the general consensus is armoured. Uh, body, yeah, the size of an elephant's. So that's even bigger than a fucking rhino. Yeah. So like, imagine an elephant with a crocodile skin. Oof. Uh, a neck. Stop turning me on. A neck like a giraffe. Mm-hmm. And a rhino's horn. Sure. That's what we've got here today. And that's th- another aspect. Rhinos are also herbivores. Yeah. And hisor are hippos. Yeah, hippos are herbivores, but they will attack the most dangerous animals in uh, in Africa. Yeah. They kill the most amount of people. Yeah. Vicious, and they yes. have tusks. And they do have tusks. Uh, couldn't defend them against a tennis ball though in Dublin Zoo <laughs> is that like an urban legend or is that true no it's true some kid threw a tennis ball in hippo edit and uh, and he choked and died that's so depressing that's why like did a, a girl, why did someone have a tennis ball in Dublin Zoo they should have been confiscated you're right <laughs> what sort of what sort of fucking police state do you want to live in where a boy can't bring a tennis ball now I didn't oh, obviously we didn't know he was going to kill the, the hippo with it but you know and with the perfect way to get the perfect crime. It's a, it's a real David and Goliath, though, isn't it? Like a, a young boy. True. And then, like a little Coo Cullen job, isn't it? Yeah. Proper Coo Cullen job. Oh, so, what's he you know? He's a uh, Coo Hippo. Coo Hippo. <laughs> Coo's the hound, though. The hound, so. Oh, Hip Hippo Cullen. Hippo Cullen. <laughs> Hip Cullen. Um, yeah, but poor Hippo. Or repeat, or repeat, poor or Hippo. Or. But the reason I bring this up as well is that, um, uh, you know, this is also a herbivore. So, this giant African uh, dinosaur living in the wilderness is, is still a herbivore and territorial but you know not a meat eater not looking for the hunt not an apex predator like our fave the, the Dobraku but like it lives in obviously lives around the Congo Basin mm-hmm. uh, it lives in rivers it's the one who blocks the rivers um, the only time you're gonna encroach on its territory is when you're in the river which most people have a huge disadvantage because like m- like <clears throat> us who are expert swimmers and Olympic, Olympic athletes in swimming mm-hmm we don't, so your boat's fucked. It's true. Your guys are fucked. It's really? true. And considering that you got the Congo River, um, so this is maybe a bit because some of the some of the some of the uh, the prints that were found of them were like you know looked like hippo prints, but were more claw like mm. and bigger size of an elephant's. So it looked a bit like a hippo elephant print, but with claws, not flippers. Um, like say our 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 you know we haven't talked about them yet, but the Loch Ness monster. Mm. You know, we're gonna save that for uh, like a special occasion. Save that for a special. Save that for fucking Croke Park, uh, live. Um, but I mean, we this sauropod has been seen multiple times dipping under the water, and you know the Congo River can be of three hundred meters depth. That's mental. Like, some, I, I didn't even know that fact when you were reading that out there. So, yeah, I know. So yeah, but, but and this is the one who blocks the 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 second most fucking. This water pushy, <laughs> water pushy. <laughs> this water pushy river. Is that um, James Bond? Welcome, Mr. Water Pushy. Water Pushy. <laughs> Why did they call you that? I'll show you. 
yeah, I don't know, but still, haven't said that. Um, although now the more we talk about it, this is what happens every week, Jago. I, I, we, we talk about it more. And I want to change, and change my rating. My answer, yeah, like, so I'm not going to evidence now, but there is. They found um, one of their most recent uh, voyages to try and find this creature. They found a footprint, and they measured the wet, um, the width of it, mm. and how deep it went into the ground. And they did the maths, and they said it's gonna be. It was close to something like six tons. Fuck me. Which is way heavier than any elephant or any rhino that's in existence. 12,000 pounds. That's mental. That's mad. Like six tons. Like Brock Lesnar's like 260. Yeah, like I'm I'm 200 <laughs> kilograms. <laughs> um, look, I think I think a lot of this is evidence and there's some really exciting stuff in evidence. Um, yeah, as I said, obviously plus 50% or, or 50 expeditions. Eh expeditions heading mm-hmm. out in to try and find this creature, okay? Yeah. Ranging back from old colonial days mm-hmm. up until modern era and stuff. Um, I, I'm i going to say, what did you give for fighting? Well, one more thing for fighting is just um, just to give scope of the size where it probably fits into evidence as well as fighting normally does, but there was a fisherman out it's attempt, apparently attacked by the by the Mukele <coughs> Membe uh, and uh, collapsed. A load of fishermen left with Broken ribs and Ooh. smashed up and, and and left to the side, you know, by by a fall from this thing, just a fall in the in the water. So, for sheer size and the fact that it's got a big horn on its head and it can big massive tail and big armor, give it a fighting, but not not very, probably not very antagonistic. Yeah, uh, I give it a fighting of five. Okay, so we're on the same level for once. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fist B, fist B, instead uh, of fist bump. Right, um, so nice fighting of five. I think that's quite, I quite see, reasonable. I, I, I picture it as like <laughs> the cryptid version of Jackie Chan where he's just like, I don't want any trouble. I don't want any trouble. And then when they go to attack him, he beats the shit out of him. Yeah, with a ladder. yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Who am <or>, I? <laughs> okay, well, look, we got that. Let's go into the... You know, chicken, break him off a cheeky little bit of net evidence. But what is the evidence, sir? So looking at the evidence, I would say the evidence is quite strong with this thing. Yeah. Multiple eyewitness accounts. I mean, so so people said, you know, going on going on expeditions. Ivan T. Sanderson, zool- zoologist extraordinaire, mm. the guy that I'd say that they based that guy from up on. You know, the guy who goes off to try yeah, and find the, yeah. the big dodo. <laughs> uh, you know, saying this guy said he witnessed the beast himself. He said it bur- the image was burned into his retinas forever, and he wishes he hadn't seen it. You know, that's, that's, that's 1936. 1948, you've got British soldiers seeing two of them, two uh, coming out of the water with a 15-foot neck, one with a horn, one without. That seems like a nice touch. Yeah. Maybe like a male-female male, female, yeah, female yeah. pair, scaly skin. You know, it was a Japanese expedition that actually had 15 seconds footage, which you can watch online. It's a bit blurry. It's far away. Apparently, someone was recording with the lens cap on. <laughs> the Japanese, for their amazing video cameras, were unable to get that uh, that one on. Um, I yeah. mean, yeah, I go, I go on and on. There's like, loads here. I have some as well. Like, obviously, not the ones you have. So, uh, American expedition in 1909 um, said that it was they, they witnessed a half elephant, half dragon. Uh, dragging half a tree, it loves his half of <laughs> yeah. this guy. Dragging half a tree into the forest, 
uh, or sorry, into the lake and yeah. uh, feeding it there or eating it there. Um, he says he was docile and he was calm, but as soon as they approached, it let out a bestial roar which shook them to their core. And you know what? I think I have a recording here of what the beast would sound like. So I have one, the actual recording, um, I think of that, uh, and then another one. So. so it's more the moaning sound. That was an actual recording. Here it is with the noise um, reduced. So there you are. There's your roar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's talking. It just actually sounds like you going. <laughs> that doesn't really back up your point. Okay, go on. Uh, there's also another German expedition. Uh, wait, the only reason this this jumped out mm-hmm. is because the guy running it had the most German name <laughs> in the world. So Frederick von Stein zu Lastenitz uh, was leading an explanation from the German government to find this creature. Okay, and this is in 1913 before it became bad. Um, <laughs> Well, they were sort of bad around the time. Yeah, they were on the way. So he found... So the Kaiser sent him. The Kaiser sent him. Kaiser Wilhelm mm-hmm. sent him. Uh, he found numerous footprints, okay, uh, that were not associated to any known species. He also found loads of excrement. Oh. As we both know, poo. Be sure to wash your hands before you eat anything. <laughs> So my Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> he comes up a lot in cool section for me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't wait for that. Um, yeah, so he found a lot of excrement. Now, unfortunately, the excrement was lost over boat. It fell mm. off the boat when he was driving home. So he had a big boat full of shit. Yeah. And he spilled it. And he's like, oh, look, Wilhelm, I found the poop bit. The scheisse. The scheisse. Where is the more kind member scheisse bitter? But he lost it. But there's a guy <laughs> called... Uh, <laughs> fucking name is <laughs> His name was... Uh, uh, Roy McIlroy, okay. Now Roy McIlroy. R- Roy McIlroy, and he was uh, a, a, a researcher on the Loch Ness creature, okay. Mm. And he found out uh, he had a lot of sonar tests, and he was convinced that Loch Ness was too deep for, or Loch Ness was too deep for us to discover mm-hmm. Nessie, okay. Mm-hmm. So he went over to Macola Embe, Macola Bembe, and he did exact same thing, that exact same test, and he thinks his theory is. There's not only one, there is hundreds of them. But they're not in the place that people are looking. There's a lake called Lake Telly, mm. okay? Uh, and he says that that's where the, uh, they're going. A bit like Loch Ness, it's confined to one lake. Because it's so deep that there's no sonar equipment could go to it. Right, yeah. So he's saying mm-hmm. that they're very smart creatures. Very clever. This is the thing, like, and, and you know, all of the evidence I also find quite... We've, we've, we've done this show... You know, for a couple of months now, you know, we're we're a couple deep, and uh, the a lot of the time the evidence isn't as uh, tantalizing, mm. you know. But this is very tantalizing evidence. There's one as well, which is um, 1986. Rory Nugent, uh, he was exploring the largest swamp in Africa. He witnessed a neck coming out of the water. He took photos, but apparently was ordered at gunpoint by the natives to stop and destroy the f- photos as they were disturbing. The Mukele Mbembe. Whoa. So the natives at gunpoint came to the defense of the Mukele Mbembe. Also, there's a, uh, you can just look it up. There is a footage online of a guy, or uh, f- multiple fishermen being interviewed, and they say, this is just from uh, 2017. It's like, when we see the Mukele Mbembe, and we do, you know, we decide not to go in because he'll tip over our boats. So we decide on those days when we see him to just fix our nets. Like, it's, it's, it's part of their day to day culture. But there's a really nice touch here, which 
um, which was, where was it? Yeah, so there was an expedition in 2003 um, where they found a load of footprints. And um, they, again, so also a lot of these things, like the footprints and stuff like this, hippos are not common to this area. Mm. You know, which is which is quite important. So anything that was found, elephants certainly not, and giraffes not. You know, uh, in this area, but in this expedition in the area, they found constantly on eighteen foot in the air, eighteen foot specifically, all of the plant life gone in all the trees. Ooh! So plant from life the up canvas there from the tree. cannabis. Yeah, from the tree canvas. From the canvas, yeah. yeah. So just like from the canopy, not canvas. From the canopy, yeah. So eighteen foot in the air. Uh, was where all of the leaves and, 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 you know, was gone. So imagine like a big giraffe or a Michele Mbembe eating all the, the leaves at that point. Now, we do owe to our listeners to sort of go into what it actually could be. Sure. Um. So basically, this, there's this thing that I, I, I just recently found out. It's called cultural memory. Mm-hmm. It's where a tribe or people are so, have been in an area for so long that through the word of mouth, They've spread these rumors down, okay? Mm-hmm. So what the theory is that when elephants and rhinos were in this area, they were described as Mokembe, and they've passed down word of mouth through all their uh, ancestors, okay? So the people are still describing elephants. Sure. Because, like, an elephant with its trunk up can could look like a bit of a... If you'd never seen one before. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And also, there was a lot of pygmy tribes where someone showed them a picture of a rhino, and they were like, oh, Bacola and Bimbe. Do you know, this reminds me of, of, a, of a thing, and it sounds a bit weird in retrospect, but something I was pl- I, I thought if I could do in an ideal world, right, mm. I would hide all... If I had, a, like, a child, uh, a, a son or a daughter, I would hide all animals from them mm. for, 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 you know, forever. And on their birthday, I would show them a new animal. And I would just be like, so here, it's your seven. This is a tiger. And they'd be like, what? That's <laughs> mental. Like, would you say you created it? I made uh, this for you. Yeah, of course I would. Yeah. Like, I made this. Uh, we're going to go see it now in our private. And then we'll go to Dublin Zoo. But imagine that. Imagine imagine you were just shown things. Like, imagine it was the a first tiger. Time, and yeah. then the next year, it was just a giraffe. I'm trying to wrap your head around even just the idea that these things can walk. Like, you would, know what I mean? Would the child have any explanation of any animal? Or would you be like, well, this human's a bit stripy? Uh... No, I mean, probably wouldn't speak to anyone else other than me. Yeah, uh, wouldn't really see much daylight. Um, would well, only see. I'm I'm pre-calling the child services now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I always thought it'd be interesting. You know, like you know, one of those. You know, someone just uh, like I remember watching. You know, the joy of painting. Bob Ross. You know, yeah. the guy, the big thing, and he was like. Um, and this, uh, I'm going to draw this little cute guy here. He's a, he's a heron. You know, if you've never seen a heron before, just go to your local library and look up books and birds. Like, that's what you had to do. Most yeah. people hadn't seen it. We can the see internet, whatever yeah. we want right it's now. It's like, the, like uh, after World War II, where uh, children were given a banana and they'd never seen a banana before. <laughs> and so there's instructional leaflets that came with bananas on how to eat it. What were they? The top or the bottom? Uh, the bottom, like a real person should. You do you actually eat it from the bottom? Yeah, you press the ends together, the nipple, Fucking the a banana nipple together, till it explodes. <laughs> That's, That's what she said. <laughs> um, I think we're. I think evidence is gone. <laughs> but I'm. Uh, what's your score for it? anyway? Sorry, I gave it an evidence of eight. I give it evidence of eight as well. I was, I was. That's a hard eight. I was almost. Yeah. I was on the verge of nine. No, I, this is a low eight for me. So, but at least it's an eight together. We were yeah. agreeing on things. I'm not, as I Fist said B. in every single podcast so far. I'm not deferring to you in. Every, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which is an, there was a lot of deferring. A lot of deferring. confusing in the last one. Okay, man. I mean, I think there's a very strong evidence for it. Yeah. Now, one thing I did here, and I know I'm probably giving a bit too much here. Probably should have curated all this information. But I got really excited looking at this thing up. 
Um, but uh, there was a, I have seen a number of people say, and this is kind of across the board with cryptids, but something of this size, because this is probably the biggest cryptid to date. Yeah. That something like this to exist, especially for the theory of a million years being quite ancient, it would have to live in a large herd, you know. They do walk in herds, you know, the, the, the Jurassic Park Alan Grant quote, yeah. uh, quote. So he would assume that because if they walked even in herds, there would have to be a massive breeding population, which would be very difficult hmm. to, to hide. However... It's the second biggest jungle in the, you know, in the fucking world. In the fucking world, yeah, exactly. No one's gonna like go through the whole thing to find this, you know. Exactly. And there's, know? No such, there's no way to look from the sky, you know. I mean, we didn't even read the full Wikipedia articles, so yeah, you know, to, about the Michelin yeah, Bebe. Yeah. So you know, how do we expect? Anyway, um, let's break it off with a little bit of the cool, baby. Cool, baby. Now for this one, I'm sorry, I just cut you off there. For this one, I, I had a like a struggle of conscience the whole way through this. One moment I was like, I love this creature; he's fucking amazing. The next moment I was like, okay, I'm bored at my teeth. Right. It was just it was a lot of uh, him and hawing on my part. Because sure. on one hand, I love Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. But on the other hand, there was nothing that sort of grabbed my attention. I want to describe another creature to you, okay? Yeah. This, this uh, a ton herbivore that has been spotted in mead. Right. right wow. It, it's patterned. It, it usually goes in large herds. Um, it's been reported all over Ireland. Okay. Wow. I just described a cow to you. <gasps> That's not interesting. A ton. Like a big cow. Does a cow weigh a ton? Yeah. Or seven hundred and fifty kilograms. Okay, hang on. Break. Okay. I, now that I know it, it's a cow, it's not really going to be as exciting. But can you break down to me this mythic being one more time? So, given the, the facts alone, it's a it's a large herbivore that weighs seven hundred and fifty kilograms. It has a uh, as a patterned body, as in herds. <laughs> that's 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 what we just described. Okay, well that doesn't sound as 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 good. I'm not into that. It gives you lovely juice from its belly. <laughs> Now that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, magical juice from its belly that fix your bones. Yep. There you go. See the thing about as we we've, we've talked about this earlier. Uh, if if there's no threat to me or my family, mm. I'm not interested. The appeal, I get that, and I I some of my faves or even okay. So so so, so this kind of occupies a similar interest in say. Bigfoot, for example, mm. where I find something very interesting about the idea that this is an ancient being that has lived. I, I get so fascinated when you see those pictures of pygmy tribes or whatever, mm. that, or tribes that, that have seen a drone and are freaking out. And there's there's areas now, like off the coast, even maybe even one of us, I don't think it's Australia, but there's... Inishmore. No, it's not Inishmore, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, Inishmore, where there's a load of well, tribes people, and we're <laughs> legally not allowed to go near them because they could kill us. Uh, no, but there's like there's islands like that that are protected. Maybe it even maybe it's like the Philippines, mm. um, but areas that are protected that you can't even go near because you know they're. I, I just love the idea that someone could just uh, and a creature can live, you know, un undisturbed. I do like s- that. It's a little snapshot in time. Yeah, but now you put it like that, I don't think it's a cow. And also, yeah, it's not a cow. But also, like, <laughs> second biggest jungle in Africa. And the, these guys have a diet of fucking leaves. I mean, they're fine. They'd be fine. They're hiding around. I mean, you would expect to see a, a very dense jungle. 
walking, you know, through ways or whatever. Yeah, yeah. For herds, especially. Um, but I don't know. Well, also, you know, it's just I. What I like that that's quite cool about it. The people of Congo, the people of Cameroon, uh, at least those on the Congo River, kind of live comfortably alongside it. They know mm-hmm. they know to stay out of the river at some points when they see the Makele Mbembe. They want to protect the Makele Mbembe from photography. You know. Uh, yeah, it, like when you told me that story about the them obviously the natives mm. taking out guns or whatever to, to delete the mm. uh, photos, that was pretty cool. It was a bit like it's it's their little secret, it's their yeah. piece of history that they want to keep on the wraps from the white man. Obviously, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't think it's that cool though. <sighs> like Jeff Goldblum, yeah, that's the only part I had about Jeff Goldblum. I was joking, <laughs> that's not, but like <laughs> I was thinking about the Jurassic Park, <laughs> and it's just Jeff Goldblum riding loads of McConaughey and Bembe's. Um, on their backs, yeah. Okay, because like they're 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 big enough to be like uh, ridden if if they do, if because they definitely do exist. Yeah, no, they do. Yeah, but also, I mean, um, I I, I mean, th- th- this for me occupies a, a similar headspace in the idea of the shark, where it's un unaltered evolution wise, for for millions, millions of years, years, like crocodile. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because it's. It's reached the peak of kind of its, its existence. Maybe that's only possible for predators. I don't know. I'm not a biologist, but I am a cryptozoologist. Yeah, but if this has reached the peak of its like its evolutionary status, mm-hmm. like it's still a herbivore who just has to hide in a river. I don't know. It's not cool, man. All right. What we always do is we go back to what media property could you have this creature in? Okay. Serious. Uh, you know, it's it's all kicking off in the Congo, mm-hmm. right? There's two two opposing army factions, okay? Yeah. Child soldier flees into the jungle, meets a Mukele Mbembe, and befriends the Mukele Mbembe. Uh, and then one of the tribes, or one of the armies, uh, finds out about it, and then tries to take the Mukele Mbembe and load it up full of load of fucking guns and go after the oh, other one. Oh, and has it like a, like a, a Gatling gun on its yeah, back and stuff? Yeah, and maybe, and then maybe... Or maybe even they take the Michele and Bembe and they do load it up and they like put like cybernetic things into it and it has like a cyborg eye and then like there's like a herd of like weaponized laser Michele and Bembe against the other opposing. I don't know. That's that's a bit further down the line. No, man, you've you've literally nailed it on the head. I am, I'm right. I'm taking notes here because that's unreal. Although it is a bit like that uh, South Korean one. Remember about the kid? Uh, Okja. Is it Okja? Okja, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like that. But like imagine actors you have Idris Elba Idris Elba imagine Beast with No Nation where it's not as harrowing and there's no rape and uh, not no murder um, we almost went an episode of mentioning rape but okay. that's fair enough I was saying there's no rape oh right uh, and no murder and there's no drug addled kids um, well maybe it's along the, anyway a little kid you know breaks free of this child uh, child soldier stuff and befriends McKelly mm. and Bembe I'm a, and it's a shame and you know I feel a bit ashamed now or embarrassed that the first thing that comes to mind when I think of the Congo is is you know like a child soldier or some yeah. sort of army and stuff but um, that's just my ignorance and I'm trying to I'm trying to do my bit to, yeah, to learn to honest, more like so I was obviously we were talking about a place in the Congo and I was mm-hmm. sort of researching the Congo and stuff mm-hmm. Um. And I was totally ignorant of anything that was going on with them and stuff. So me too. That's that's our problem. We don't even only learn about cryptids. We learn about the cultures that the cryptids come from. That's what's very exciting. Yeah. That's why. That's why. That's, that's kind why. of why we wanted to do, um, uh, you know, an Africa Congo mm. region uh, cryptid. Hopefully, you'll go and you'll research the Congo after this. Now, okay. Sure. I mean, it's a great holiday spot. There's fucking dinosaurs in the jungle. And they speak French. So if you're French, it's 
is if you're French, you're laughing. I gave this a cool factor of eight. Cool factor of eight. Oh I think wow, it's very there's, cool. There's no way we can like split this because I gave it a five. Right. Well, do you know what we're 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 along the same lines. Yeah. Do you know what? That's give it a twenty. Round it up to a twenty. We'll give, I'll on. give it a twenty. Okay. Yes, we're giving it a twenty. Oh, so we figured it out. Score of 20 for Score the 20. Mokele Mbembe. So that's tying with the Banshee. <gasps> well, look, it's as popular. It's as popular. Um, Maybe not in the Western world, but if you go to Africa and Congo, which probably has a lot more people who knew this, it's, it's their Nessie, as we talked about. It's their Nessie. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's 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 that, right? Well, I really enjoyed that. I, I, I like I like this this offshoot of crypto the, the the ancient beast yeah, that still lurks. Yeah, this is a big fan of mine. I'm a big fan of this as well. I like it. It's a big fan of mine. This is a big fan of you. It's dinosaurs big, love me. Dinosaurs love me. Um, that's where... Uh, do you remember Dino Family? What? Dinosaurs? It was called, just called Dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. Dino Not Family. the mama. Not the mama. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That used to freak me as a kid. <laughs> I used to hate it so much because I was like, I didn't understand that there were people in suits and I just thought it was like someone had put a camera back in ancient history and <laughs> and i'm not saying that I, was, I was probably i was probably about like five or six like i should have known better yeah. yeah but hey listen something i used to think i used to think every uh every language that wasn't english was chinese really and i remember learning irish in school and i'm like told my mom's like we're learning chinese <laughs> and she's like but they said the irish no it's chinese so i went <laughs> learning chinese <laughs> i love where you got that from and uh, now we're gonna jump into a freak encounter. Freak encounters. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So this week's Freak Encounter comes into us from Julian Boland. Julian, thanks so much. And if you want to send in a Freak Encounter, there's at SexyBeastPod on all the socials, but I'd recommend SexyBeastPod at gmail.com. It's just an easier way for us to read them out. Okay, so here we fucking go. And as usual, I read this out exactly as it was sent in so that I don't get in trouble for bad grammar. Hi boys, so I have a freak encounter for you. It's something that I don't really understand, maybe a ghost, maybe a person. Basically, when me and my brothers and my cousin were kids, we used to stay at our nanny's house in Mayo. One night my older brother and cousin were spending the night. My nanny was in the countryside, my nanny's was in the countryside with a forest next to it. It was late and they were playing outside or something before they went in for the night. That night, they spotted a little boy in his PJs amongst the trees staring at him. They were obviously freaked and started shouting at him to go away, but he didn't. They ran inside and got some of my nanny's spoons, and they actually threw them at him for some reason. But he didn't go anywhere. He just ran in, they just ran into the house and that was it. They told us, and I didn't believe him. But it stuck with me. I brought it up recently and they're still freaked out by it and can't explain it. What could it have been? A boy wandering.
too far from home or something else. Oh! That poor last boy just got someone through lots of spoons. <laughs> the spoons. Do not try and bend the spoon. That's impossible. Remember that in the Matrix? Yeah, but it wasn't English, but I'll go on right. But yeah, um, I think you're going to find. Listeners, please Google up the spoon boy and at Mark Jago on Twitter uh, and tell him that he was English. He was English. Don't try to bend the spoons, mate. Mate, that's impossible. Right. Jago, very exciting uh, episode. Uh, and Mokola and Bembe, and it's it's a good guy. He's a good guy. Okay, that's it. That's all. That's I'm all. Gonna from fin- I'm going to finish out this episode. Sorry to mm-hmm. go across you there just with a Congolese proverb. Okay, okay, I'm just going to say goodbye, and Jago, you you close us out mm. with the proverb. Don't cut off the monkey's tail before it's dead. Good night. Oh, oh you got that sexy beast. You're just so sexy. Are you a Loch Ness monster? Or are you Bigfoot, cryptid, supernatural vampires, banshees, Tony and Jago? Oops, there's that Wendigo. Hey, 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 come on after me. Who the fuck said you could laugh at me, smack with me? With a Bigfoot dick you could slap with me? Blasphemy. You could dare come at me with a Bigfoot dick and a Loch Ness monster pussy? Wait, baby, sexy beast. <laughs>